KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Tuesday, August 15th. Residents are being urged to be prepared for peak fire season. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Today is District 4's Election Day, which means it's the last day for people who live in the district to cast their ballots in the special primary election. It's to fill the seat on the County Board of Supervisors that was previously held by Nathan Fletcher. If you haven't voted yet and you'd like to cast your ballot in person, 14 vote centers are open today from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can also still drop off your ballot at one of the 29 official ballot drop boxes around the district or send it in by mail as long as it's postmarked by today. Brace yourselves for another hot week. Starting today, temperatures are expected to reach close to 90 in the county's inland areas. In the mountains, temps will be in the high 80s and in the county's desert areas, Temperatures are expected to reach up to 111. The National Weather Service says there's also the chance of thunderstorms in the mountain and desert areas. But by the coast, temps are expected to be in the high 60s. If it feels like gas has been costing you more lately, you're right. The average price of regular gas in the county is the highest it's been since around Thanksgiving. The average price rose to $5.20 this week, Prices have been increasing for three weeks. Officials say that's partly because of rising oil prices. But gas prices are about 15 cents less than this time last year. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. The devastating fires in Maui are a reminder of the danger of wildfires. Just last week, thousands of East County residents were hit with evacuation warnings and orders as the bunny fire spread in Ramona. Reporter Matt Hoffman says with peak fire season here, firefighters say residents need to be ready for the worst. Cal Fire San Diego Captain Michael Cornett says how fast the bunny fire grew underscores why people need to have a fire plan. That includes making sure everyone in your home knows where to go and what to do, and how essentials like papers, prescriptions, money, or pets can quickly be packed up. We want to make sure that everybody's plan's in place now. Make sure that your defensible space, you're getting that created and uh, completed. Making that emergency kit, having all that food and water and everything, and uh, making sure that you can last for 72 hours with that. An evacuation warning means the fire could soon be in your area, while an evacuation order means people need to go as soon as possible. This Saturday, the county is hosting an emergency preparedness event in Ramona so residents can be ready for natural disasters like wildfires. More information, including what to have in emergency kits and how to sign up for alerts, is available online at readysandiego.org. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. 
In other fire rescue efforts, a four-person search and rescue team from the San Diego Humane Society is now in Maui. Reporter Thomas Fudge tells us about their plans to save animals caught behind fire lines. The San Diego Humane Society has a trained fire team, and that's why the Maui Humane Society is asking for their help. Fast-moving wildfires often force people to flee quickly and sometimes leave their pets and livestock behind. So Monday morning, the San Diego fire team got on a plane to Maui to search for abandoned animals in the fire zones. Team leader Summer Piper said along with respirators and other protective equipment, they would also bring what's needed to bring an animal in. So we might have gloves, um, there's some nets, um, different things like that that allow us to, to safely capture, contain, and then transport an animal. She said they hope to reunite animals with their owners when burned areas begin to repopulate. The San Diego Fire Rescue Team expects to be in Maui for up to 10 days. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. The March of Dimes has a new report on maternity care in California. Reporter Katie Heisen spoke with a local manager about what the report does and doesn't reveal. California is rapidly losing birthing hospitals. More than one in five closed in recent years. This year, hospitals in Poway, Oceanside, and El Centro closed their maternity wards. Local March of Dimes manager Jessica Wade says hospital closures contributed to a startling statistic. Last year in the U.S., one in 10 babies were born before their due date. That is the highest that the March of Dimes has ever, ever reported. Wade's son was born premature in what she describes as a low-access area. During his 143 days in the NICU, Wade says her family lost everything. House, cars, jobs. And there were really days where we were like, okay, are we going to take the train to see our son who's 90 miles away? Or are we going to get groceries? Fewer providers means more money and time to see a doctor. And Wade says those barriers hit hardest among Black and Indigenous people in low socioeconomic areas. The report marks Imperial County as a low access area. And that was before the closure at El Centro. Though San Diego County is marked as full access, county-level data can mask disparities between zip codes and miss nuances, like how many people cross into Mexico for care. Katie Heisen, KPBS News. A 21-year-old Sikh man is the first to graduate from Marine Corps boot camp wearing his Articles of Faith, his beard and turban. Military reporter Andrew Dyer has this report. Newly minted Marines from Golf Company marched Friday at the San Diego Marine Corps Recruit Depot. Among them, Private First Class Jiskarit Singh, an observant Sikh who won the right to wear his beard and turban through training. The Marines said he couldn't wear those things, so he joined a lawsuit in 2021. He says Sikhi and Marine Corps values align. Like We have honor in wearing our turban, uh, keeping our beard. The courage, I mean, Sikhi is a very warrior-oriented religion. I mean, if you go through history, you'll find out a lot about that. And then commitment in the Marine Corps, and then you have commitment to faith in Sikhi. Last year, a circuit court of appeals told the Marines to accommodate Singh and other Sikhs. Singh is now off to the School of Infantry at Camp Pendleton. Andrew Dyer, KPBS News. Coming up. An author headlining this year's Festival of Books tells us about her book on pop culture's impact on society. We'll have that just after the break. 
KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. The San Diego Union-Tribune 7th Annual Festival of Books is this Saturday. One of the authors headlining the event is Aisha Harris. Her book is called Wanna Be, Reckonings with the Pulp Culture That Shapes Me. She talked to my colleague Jade Heinemann about it. Here's part of their conversation. Okay, so first question, Wanna Be, what inspired you to write this book and what inspired the name for it? Well, I had been thinking for a bit about how much pop culture has had such a huge effect on my life. And yes, of course, I am a pop culture critic. This is what I do. <laughs> but um, there are many ways in which it's it's influenced me, not just professionally, but personally. Things that have made me change my own habits, my my day-to-day habits, my uh, the way I think about other people, the way I think about myself. And I feel as though, you know, this is a book that is part memoir. It's very personal. I tell stories that are very specific to my childhood. My uh, my name is has an entire essay <laughs> devoted to it and, and sort of a journey that I went on with appreciating my name. Um, but I also think so many of the essays I, I included here also will resonate with a lot of readers because there are plenty of people my age, I'm a millennial, um, who have had the same experiences of kind of looking back on things that they may have loved or consumed when they were younger and realizing, you know, there's how has this affected me for the better, maybe for the worse? Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted to sort of d- dig into that. Um, and as for the name, Wannabe, is, it's kind of twofold. The first is that I write a lot about the Spice Girls in this book (laughs) Um, and my own experience, like I was at the core, you know, age when they became famous, where they they were consumed my life and wannabe is partially an ode to that direct reference to them. But also just this idea of how we see ourselves through pop culture and how we might want to be something else or someone else through the arts, the TV, the music and movies that we consume. Hmm. You know, it's interesting because in in the first pages of your book, you do talk about how you've learned a lot of lessons about yourself, as you mentioned, and and how the world works by way of pop culture. Can you talk a a bit more about that um, and about you specifically? What have you learned about yourself through pop culture? Uh, Well, the first, (laughs) the introduction of the book is, is probably one of the more revealing things I've ever laid out about myself personally. It's kind of embarrassing, um, but it is a nod to the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and how just a sort of toss-off joke really made me realize that I had been doing my own, uh, one of my sanitation grooming habits wrong. Uh, That's all I'll say. You should read the essay yourself to to find out what that's about. Um, But, you know, I, I already mentioned my name and the first essay is about how for so long I sort of associated it with um, this idea that my parents had named me after the Stevie Wonder song, Isn't She Lovely? And Stevie Wonder's uh, daughter, uh, his, uh, her, his daughter is named Aisha, and in that song he directly mentions her. And 
you know, my parents would hit play that song all the time when I was younger and sing it to me. So I always thought, oh, this is where my name came from. But a lot of people I would interact with who were of a certain age and to this day who might be of a certain age would immediately associate it with a different song by a group called Another Bad Creation mm -hmm. from the 90s. They're this sort of one-off, one-hit wonder group, boy band group. Yeah. These like prepubescent younger kids <laughs> and they have a song called Aisha. And I hated that they like people would associate my name with that song. And so this essay is me taking the journey of realizing, first of all, learning that in fact, my name wasn't exactly inspired by Stevie Wonder and then questioning, okay, why did I want it to be that? And why was I so um, annoyed by the fact that this other song, this lesser song in my eyes, uh, <laughs> or just like not as prestigious song was the one that people wanted to connect me to. And it leads me on this journey through confronting my own anti-Blackness, my own desire to not feel uh my own desire to feel better than other people and and feel sort of like the, the way in which we our tastes often make us want to feel as though we are superior to other people mm -hmm. in your book you talk about how you know the way we interact with pop culture has really shifted um especially from from one generation to the next can you, you tell me more about that yeah the big thing is social media i think social media has played perhaps the biggest uh, the biggest role in the shift of the way that we interact with the art and media we consume, because it allows us to, you know, develop and, and create these personas around the art that we like. And, you know, in one of my essays, I talk about how we've gone from, you know, having our own fandoms and talk, maybe talking about it with the people within our orbit, our friends, our family, arguing about those things. You, you know, there was, obviously there was the concept of the water cooler show where at, you would come in the next day and you would talk about it with all your coworkers. But now you can talk about it with anyone anywhere across the globe at any time of day. And so you have people who are able to dedicate even more time to their obsessions with anything from Star Wars to Beyonce to Taylor Swift, um, and also creating these fandoms and standoms that really, um, for better and for worse, like I think there's a great aspect of being able to connect with people all over the globe about a shared passion. But at the same time, it is very sometimes, uh, I think in many ways, we've lost the ability to really connect because so much of that fandom and standom is often weaponized. Do you think it's been effective in, in raising awareness to social issues at all? Well, of course. I think everything from Black Lives Matter to Me Too, it's been extremely helpful. So there's definitely a positive side to it. But at the same time, there's only so much that social media can do. And we're also seeing right now the shift of social media platforms, especially when you think of Twitter, which is now X, but I, I refuse to call it X. We're right. um, having this shift from what we used to know and what we used to gravitate towards. And now it's kind of turning into the Wild West where it's much harder to find useful information than it was, was say, five years ago or even just two years ago. That was author Aisha Harris speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host Jade Hyndman. 
Harris will be on a panel at the Festival of Books on Saturday at 12.15 p.m. The festival runs from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at USD. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Tuesday. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.